0: Welcome to the Almighty's Dollar Podcast with Daniel Watts, the director of the EGM Institute. Simplicity is appealing. Maybe you've seen this scene from an old NASCAR movie where the young and inexperienced NASCAR driver is arguing with the veteran and very experienced crew chief, even though the owner is standing right there. The young driver is super gifted, but he keeps burning up the tires and wrecking the car. The argument gets heated, and finally, the owner asks, with a little southern lilt, what's the one thing you have to do to win a race? The crew chief says that answer is pretty obvious and simple. Finish the race. You can't win if you can't finish. Simple as that. You may be surprised that such simplicity, not complexity, is the hallmark of greatness. Beethoven's Fifth Symphony is built around four notes, the entire symphony. Martin Luther King Jr.'s I Have a Dream speech, King's most famous speech, can be remembered in those four simple words. Einstein's theory of relativity, his remarkable discovery, is really summarized in some ways through five simple keystrokes, E equals MC squared. And Jesus, in Matthew twenty-two, thirty-seven, 37, and 39, summarizes the law in two statements, to love God and love your neighbor. Complexity does not automatically make something profound or significant. significant. Simplicity rules. So in the name of simplicity, I, I felt it wise to attempt to synthesize the 22 teaching modules, these 22 Bible passages, that we've looked at in 2022 into some simple yet essential principles. When I first developed these lessons, I was aware of both some recurring themes and a thread of common teaching woven through the biblical passages that I'd studied. What follows is my attempt to give you some fundamental takeaways at 30,000 feet. So if you're willing to start or continue your journey on the road less traveled, um, here we go. First, God is at the center of giving and fundraising. God stands at the center of our giving and our receiving. He's the reason we give. And therefore, we need to maintain our focus on God when we fundraise, preach, teach about money, and all matters related to giving. And here's some specific ways we can keep looking to God. Because God owns everything, we should be asking Him what He wants us to do with what He Himself owns but is entrusted to our care. This principle applies to everything in our life and certainly to our use of material resources. We can find guidance in God's Word. If we have a personal relationship with Christ, He'll guide us in personal ways. When we seek and then follow God's guidance, our giving becomes an integral aspect of our growing spiritual life. Pastors and Christian leaders can help Christians talk with God, consult with God, recognize his leading, and obey his guidance. Besides, the truth that everything belongs to God makes him the actual fundraiser in every church and ministry. Next, when we give to God, let's do so primarily as an expression of our gratitude to God and our love for him. Our gifts please God And our church and the ministries we support regard the gift as coming from him, or they should. God Almighty, Father God, is therefore to be the primary focus in our giving and our receiving. Being poor doesn't disqualify us from worshiping God with some material gift. Giving is simply our response to God's love that he lavishly pours out, as he did most significantly on the cross at Calvary. There we see Jesus make the ultimate material sacrifice and may the sight of his crucified dying body be a profound motivator for every Christian to give. Jesus' generosity has freed us from sin and given us a new life and our generous, cheerful giving is our grateful response to his outlandish and amazing agape love. And finally, God has a vision for the future, and he graciously allows us to be part of that future as we give to his work locally in our church and and through the church around the world. In fact, an important part of God's work is done as God's people support God's people. And all of us, whether poor or rich, are welcome to give from what we have. Second principle is we should focus on ministry and not the money. Churches and ministry should be focused primarily on ministering to people, not on securing funds. Of course, ministry work requires financial resources. I understand that. I founded a ministry and led it for 30 years. I understand those pressures. But our primary concern should be the spiritual growth of God's people. We should be encouraging Christians to seek God and his guidance regarding what they give and to whom, to give God their best, and to follow through on commitments to give what they make to God. Our giving is an expression of our heart and our love for God, and this truth should be a major focus when the church teaches about giving. God invites us to join him as well as those he called to a vocational ministry service through our material giving. This opportunity to give is itself a gift. God gives pastors and ministry leaders a vision for the work he wants them to do, a picture of the church or ministry in the future. Ministry leaders need to declare that vision, teach the biblical principles of giving, and live according to those same principles themselves, not merely to raise money, but for the primary purpose of growing the spiritual life of those who lead and shepherd. We should steward monies with complete integrity and transparency. Such excellence is required if we are to one day be entrusted with greater ministry, specifically the stewardship of people and of spiritual truth. Hardly Beethoven's fifth, but I hope this simple summary of the 22 studies we've done over this year is helpful. The question is, how do we live out those principles so for the sake of full disclosure, I'd like to say that I have either done the following or am in favor of doing the following. Sharing the church's financial needs, building capital campaigns, year-end appeals, grant proposals, letters of intent, etc. Fund development using social media, crowd rise, for instance. Personal meetings to share the church's or ministry's financial needs and make the ask, or as long as the ask is asking individuals to talk to God and then do as he directs. Fund development plans, case statements, publicity and marketing materials, a snazzy website. The Road Less Traveled isn't about new methods and techniques. It's about motives, heart, ministry, and a different way of approaching the practical needs to fundraise. That said... Know that I'm fully aware that leaders feel pressure and pastors feel pressure to meet the financial needs of the ministry. Often among those needs are salaries, benefits, and people's very livelihood. And some of those people have families and children. I know the pressure you feel when you have colleagues and teammates relying on God's provision. In a small ministry, like every generation ministries, that pressure fell on me. I had sleepless nights over the years. Unfortunately, these pressures and the well-traveled approach to fundraising obscure many of the biblical principles articulated in this year's podcasts and blogs. The well-traveled road puts a premium on fundraising and securing the financial resources necessary for the church or ministry. Don't get me wrong— Individuals traveling this road are committed to following Jesus, to putting God first, and to live according to biblical principles. Yet, as I have attempted to gently suggest over this last year, people walking on that road have adopted several important cultural practices that are problematically and not really biblical. In fact, they're in conflict with biblical principles. These practices have, for instance, led to a results-oriented approach to fundraising. Practicality and pragmatics have pushed biblical commitments off the road and onto the shoulder. Nowhere is this sidelining of God's principles more evident than in our understanding that giving is worship. In much of the current literature on giving and fundraising, worship is hardly mentioned somehow we've lost this foundational biblical concept. It's not unusual, for instance, to hear pastors urge their congregation to keep supporting the church during a time of crises. While it's true that our giving supports the church, some missionaries, and perhaps Bible translation work, the primary intent of the offering is to worship God. The transactional nature of the giving-receiving relationship has unintentionally moved God off to the shoulder of the road. Reducing our offerings to mere economic transactions has also created an awkwardness between the giver and the receiver. Consider, for instance, the awkwardness with which many pastors talk about money. I've also seen the awkwardness in the sales-marketing approaches that some Christians in ministries and churches, use. These approaches may have been effective in releasing funds, but these methods have not been spiritually fruitful. More funding is not always a sign of God's blessing. The 22 Bible passages we've studied are an invitation to walk on a different road, the road less traveled, where we give back to God some of what we receive from His hand. In so doing, we'll experience the meaningful life that He desires for us at the same time that we'll be helping people in our fallen world come to a life-changing faith in Jesus Christ. Thanks for being with us today, and thanks for joining us this year through our Bible studies in these 22 passages. Look forward to being with you again as we begin a monthly Almighty's Dollar podcast in 2023. So we look forward to that and to being with you then. Thank you very much. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Our next Almighty's Dollar podcast will be the same time next week. To learn more about giving and fundraising, check out the EGM Institute website at www.egminstitute.org.